Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest iClarity episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Facebook Live. I haven't been on lately due to some other commitments, but tonight I am very excited to be here. And we've got lots of questions. I hope to get to them. And I also want to talk about my new book, which is coming out February 28th. I'm super excited about that. So if you want to send me your questions, you can always do so at hello at drsamburn.com. Yes, so I'm very happy to be here and back on the Q&A. I wanna to get to the questions in a little bit, but I wanna show you my new book. We're having it printed now. It's called Vital Vision, Clear-Eyed Solutions for Midlife and Beyond. And that beyond is really what I'm talking about. Like how can we check in with our eyes and create change? So that's going to be the emphasis of the book. It's kind of interesting how I came to this because I have written about five other books and I really didn't want to write another book, but what we decided, my team and I, we decided that we were going to take this, the transcripts of Facebook Live over the last couple of years. I think I started Facebook Live in 2017, actually, and we took all the questions that we got and we, we transcribed them. And what I decided to do was hire a writer to help me. And uh, we wrote the book based on the most popular questions first. So what do you think is the most popular question? That's right, it's how do I get rid of these darn eye floaters? So you'll have to read the book to find out what the answer is. The second most asked question was, how do I reverse my cataracts? So again, you'll have to read the book to find out what you need to do. But you can also look on my website and I have, I think over at this point, over a thousand videos video blogs and written blogs on all these subjects. So you don't have to wait to get the book. You can always do Dr. Google and you can look for the answers there. I wanna read a little excerpt from the book because this came up at a recent podcast where I was interviewed 
And so I want to read this and I want to discuss it a little bit. So in the introduction, I say surgery is another traditional option for eye health that does more to cover up the problem than to solve it. When a surgeon operates on your eye, they only change the prescription superficially on the eyeball while its connection with the brain and body remain unchanged. This new programming in the eye conflicts with signals in the brain, creating a mismatch that the brain attempts to resolve. Over time, the eye reverts to its pre-surgical condition. So I'm talking about LASIK surgery, and I've gotten this question about LASIK surgery so many times. That's the refractive surgery. They usually do it for myopia. And bottom line is, is that you want to avoid eye surgeries if you can. The only one that I really support is cataract surgery because that one has been done so many times. And let's face it, if you have a grade four cataract, my methods are not going to work for you in the same way that getting the surgery done. And there are ways that you can navigate cataract surgery so that you can have a positive effect and a positive result for you, not for the doctor, but for you. So you have to, you know, stand up for yourself and there are certain things that you need to do. Okay, we, we lost connection there, so I'm going to go back and just rewind a little bit. So when you have the LASIK surgery, we're talking about refractive surgery. Basically, what you're doing is you're changing the prescription in the eye, but you're not changing the prescription in the brain. And one of the principles that I have learned over the years is that we want to blame faulty vision on the eyeball, but it's the programming behind the eyes that causes the prescription in the first place. And if we don't change the programming, what happens is we get the LASIK surgery and for a time, our eyesight is very clear. However, because the programming is stronger than the effects of the LASIK surgery, most of the time the prescription will begin to creep back in and for most people that have had LASIK surgery, they start to get develop the blurred vision again. So I talk about a lot of different things in the Vital Vision book that relate to stress, nutrition, what kind of foods should you eat? Well, we talk about the rainbow diet and this includes the berry family, very important, but at the same time you wanna monitor your processed sugar levels, possibly your dairy, possibly your gluten, and you want to eat as much plant-based foods as you, you know, if you feel good with, and try not to eat processed foods, non-GMO, and, uh, you know, check in with who you're buying your food from. Maybe it's from a local farmer's market. That's the best way where you can actually talk to the farmers or a local co-op. And that way you know for sure you're getting pesticide-free, non-GMO, and uh, you know the highest quality fruits and vegetables that you can eat. <clears throat> and for those of you that 
eat animal products, then you want to look for grass-fed, cage-free eggs, and uh, wild-caught salmon. Those things are, are really helpful for your retina and eye health. So my book is on pre-sale now. You can get it <clears throat> for 10% off. You can go to my website and you can pick up a copy where we've contacted the publisher and the books are en route to our fulfillment house. So we'll be able to ship those out probably in mid-February. So if you're interested, uh, we, would, we would love to send you a copy. And after the hard copy comes out, right after that, we'll put up the ebook so you can get that. And then uh, eventually, hopefully, we'll have the audio book. A lot of my patients that are partially sighted, they don't want to read. They love the audiobook idea, so hopefully that will happen a little later in 2023. So in the meantime, I want to take a question from a listener. She wrote in, she's got a condition, I believe she's calling a visceral detachment, but I think what she means is a vitreous detachment. She had it about eight or nine months ago. Now I talk about posterior vitreous detachment. I have a great YouTube video that runs about six minutes on the causes of vitreous detachments and what you can do for it. It's a very common phenomenon. And what happens is the vitreous, the gel sac, which sits in front of the retina, begins to detach either because it becomes dehydrated, it shrinks, or sometimes it gets more hydration in it but the bottom line here is that the vitreous starts detaching and this can lead to conditions like macular pucker, better known as epiretinal membrane disorder or macular holes. Also, you can get a ton of floaters from PVDs. And so this uh, patient is suffering from a PVD. She's had it eight to nine months and they, uh, she said it was a perfect tear. They didn't laser the area. So she wears glasses to read and she wears monovision. And the eye affected is the one that she can see far away. And now she's got lots of floaters, which is very common in PVD. So she's asking about the MSM drops, how much to use, what to use, and any other pointers that um, I might have. Well, first of all, I think that monovision is a really stressful visual situation to deal with because one eye is corrected for distance and the other eye is corrected for near. This is very confusing for the brain. And it's convenient for sure because you don't need necessarily reading glasses, but you pay a huge price because what happens is that when you get into a dual focus, right eye, in this case distance, left eye probably for reading, it's splitting your brain. And let's say you're trying to read, your right eye is not gonna engage at all, so the brain is suppressing that eye. So then the other eye has to do the work, all the work. And then let's say you're driving and the left eye is the reading eye, well now the left eye is not able to release into the distance, so you're just driving with your right eye. So you have eliminated the most important thing you need, which is depth perception. It also creates an imbalance 
in your overall visual GPS system. So it could affect your orientation, your focus, your spatial decision-making. So first and foremost, I would not move into a monovision correction. I would ask your optometrist to correct both eyes for distance, match them in the distance, and then get some kind of a reading prescription or computer prescription for up close, but now you're using both eyes together because one of the causes of P PVDs is the functional how you are using your two eyes. And so if you're not using them together, over time, the anatomy breaks down. Function changes structure. And monovision is one of the worst things you can do to your eyes. Number two, I think in terms of vitreous integrity, you need a whole lot more than just MSM. <clears throat> because vitreous health is related to your collagen health. You know, I just posted a series of short blogs, video blogs on TikTok, YouTube. These are very short videos. <clears throat> and I talked about a research study that was done using something we call micronutrients. These are very specific nutrients. And in the study, there were, there were two groups placebo group and also a group that received the nutrients and there was a reduction in floaters in about six months by adding these specific nutrients. Now one of the causes of floaters can be this troublesome glucose molecule that wants to attach itself to the collagen molecule or the protein molecule in the vitreous. This is called glycation. And it's a process where the glucose molecule attaches itself and it creates this cloudiness, which can lead to floaters. We see this glycation process also in the lens of the eye. You don't need to be a diabetic to suffer this. In fact, if you're a person who maybe has moderate to high glucose levels, just because you eat a lot of simple carbohydrates, this would be something for you to take a look at. So in these nutrients that were done, given to the uh, subjects in this research study, the glycation process, according to the researchers, was one of the biggest causes. I also feel there are some other causes like the possibility of heavy metal toxicities, head trauma, exposure to artificial blue light, visual stress, and just an overall drying out of the vitreous. So there's a dehydration. So you're not getting enough of the nutrients that you need for general overall eye health. So in terms of those nutrients, there were two of them that were very important. One is called L-lysine, which you can find in grass-fed meats, eggs, tofu, and cod and salmon. So the L-lysine is a very important ingredient for collagen health that helps break apart this glycation process. Also, the citrus fruits, vitamin C, is very important for vitreous health. If you're going to supplement, I probably do about 2,000 milligrams a day 
of vitamin C. So in addition to those two things, I also would recommend the carotenoids lutein, zeaxanthin, those are the plant carotenoids, and astaxanthin. And that's in uh, marine carotenoids like shrimp or salmon. Those are the pink seafood uh, family. Those three carotenoids are super important for vitreous health, lens health, and retina macular health. You can get those through colorful vegetables, the red, orange, yellow, green vegetables. You know, in the wintertime, good to eat those root vegetables like squash or sweet potatoes. Those have that yellow orange in it that's great for retina macular health as well as the vitreous. And then of course, yes, the MSM eye drops are great during the day. And if you have sensitive eyes, I would use the 5%. If you can handle the burning, I would do the 15%. They're great as a collagen creator and they really support vitreous health. You can also get both of them put in the 15% first and then you can add the 5% right after that. That can take the sting away. You can also use the MSM 15% eye mist, which is great to put around the eyelids because the eyelids are the source of the glands that produce the proper tears that cover the cornea and hydrate the eye. So if you're on screen time, doing all three is really beneficial. And then in the evening, I would add the organic castor oil eye drop. My castor oil eye drop where you just put a drop on the outside part of the eyelids. And this is phenomenal for moisturizing and lubricating the eyes. You can look up some of the benefits on a skin level, what castor oil can do. It's really pretty amazing. And so the idea is, is that you're really highly lubricating your eyes during the day with the MSM and then using the castor oil at night uh, to moisturize your eyes then. <clears throat> In addition, I would add vitamin A and zinc. Make sure you're getting enough of those. And you can even add things like bilberry and ginkgo. And of course, the other one that's really important are the fats and oils, the omega-3s. So I think you're going to need to do a lot of different things to right the ship, but you certainly can do it. Again, some of my patients have benefited from the blue blockers, especially after 6 p.m. We know that artificial blue light has a tendency to dry the eyes out even more. And you could even try my red exercise glasses. I have a lot of information on the benefits of red light and how it affects our mitochondria throughout the entire eye, but especially in the retina area and the the key thing with red light is that because it increases the atp the mitochondria it can actually reverse aging in the eye this is according to study a study that came out from the university college of london you've heard me speak about it glenn jeffries did a study where he took a group of people between the ages of 40 to 70, and he applied red light, 670 nanometers in the morning over 12 weeks, and he found about a 20% increase 
in visual acuity, which is unheard of whenever you're you know, doing eye research and you're giving natural remedies. So it's a pretty big jump. He also found that it helped reduce drusen in the eye. That's the fatty deposits. So any people out there who have been diagnosed with macular degeneration or macular edema or just drusen that's now starting to impinge on the macula, the red glasses can be very beneficial. And you want to do it in the morning. That was one of the, the uh, parameters of the, of the study. So you want to make sure you're doing that. And another thing that, that comes up a lot for people is what we call retina holes, macular holes. So this particular protocol is really good for reversing or healing some of the retinal thinning and retinal holes, macular holes. It can take a really long time, so you have to be patient. But um, basically, you have to feed your eyes a lot more than what they're getting. The eyes have one of the highest metabolic needs of the body, the, the retina particularly, and the macula has the highest metabolic need of the retina. So a lot of times, because of our aging process, we're not getting those same nutrients to the retina cells. This can lead to uh, many retinal diseases, holes and and thinning and all those all those kinds of things with the retina. So you want to you want to make sure you're proactive in being able to do many of these things. I've had patients that are also using progressive lenses. I think those really narrow and tunnel your vision, and so you need to be careful about how much you're going to be using the progressive lenses because they uh, create a lot of stress in your eyes. You're better off using a single vision lens if you can because um, the, the bigger the window you look through, the more vision that you're going to use. All right, let's take another question. This is a question about MSM and eyelid surgery. So we have a, a patient who is going to have a cosmetic procedure to trim and rotate some of the eye fat and wants to know what the value is of MSM and castor oil. She really likes them. She's using them now. So I think you can use them all the way up to the surgery and you can also use them after the surgery. The thing is, is that, you know, whenever you've had eye surgery, the first thing you need to be careful about is um, infection. So you want to work with your surgeon to be able to, uh, to protect yourself from any kind of infection, from the irritation, from the surgery. But once you get through that, the castor oil can be like an ointment. I've had people with corneal transplants, after they come out of the surgery for uh, a few weeks, they're using the castor oil and they actually prefer that to the eye ointment that, that's usually given, which is a synthetically made, many times it's a steroid. You need to be careful about antibiotic and steroid eye drops. They actually reduce the microbiome in the eye. They also, prednisone can raise your eye pressure and eventually can cause cataracts. So using more natural remedies uh, in and around the eyes, even after the skin surgery, 
is uh, what I prefer. So um, I think you can go for it. All right, so we have a question coming in. Do I have a special prescription for the blue blockers? No, so the blue blockers have no prescription in it. However, you can always go to your eye doctor and ask him or her to calculate a prescription for your computer distance, whether it's a laptop or a desktop. And usually that prescription for a farsighted person, that's a person who uses magnification, that's gonna be a lower magnification than say when you read or use your phone, you're gonna use a higher magnification. Now you can also alter the size of the text on your phone so you might be able to get away with using a lower magnification uh, if you need it for both computer and reading. It kind of depends on, you know, if you're nearsighted and you wear a distance prescription, I would definitely negotiate with your eye doctor to wear a 2040 correction or a reduced correction. And, you know, you can ask them can I have a computer prescription? And that way they're calculating it based on the distance you're focusing at. Because if you're using a distance nearsighted prescription that's designed for 20 feet and beyond for 22 inches, what's going to happen is you're going to be overcorrected and it's gonna make you more nearsighted. So if you wanna get a pair of blue blockers with a prescription in it, you just need to go to your doctor and ask them for a computer prescription. You can certainly send that to me and I can make it up for you. And the other thing is that if you increase the, the font size of your computer, you may not need a prescription at all for the blue blockers. That's kind of dependent on what your prescription is for distance. All right, somebody is asking about how to use the red light glasses. So basically what you do with the red glasses is you put them on and you're looking through the red lens and you have an indirect light source in the room. Doesn't need to be a bright light source. And in fact, if you're trying to do this with a bright light source, every one of us has a blink reflex where sometime in our life we go out say into the sun and we go, whoa, it's really bright or there's a lot of glare. So that reflex is there as a protective mechanism. We all have it. So the approach here is that you don't need a bright light source to get the red light, the frequency into the eyes. You just keep your eyes open. You look towards a source and the red frequency is going to penetrate into the eyes. Now you can Participate with that by breathing it in, having a mindset of, okay, I want to receive this color so that you're not doing something. You're not driving, you're not reading, you're not cleaning your house. You're just sitting and you're receiving it like a meditation. It's a five minute treatment. You want to do it no later than three hours after you've um, gotten up in the morning. So let's say you get up at seven, you wanna do this red light by 10 a.m. And I would do it five days a week. You can also chart your improvement by possibly getting a eye chart. You can download one from 
you know, the internet, you can measure your eyesight or you can find some way that you can measure your eyesight so that you can start to see both subjective and possibly objective improvements. Also, if you start wearing your glasses or your contacts and you notice after a few weeks they feel a little too strong for you, you know you're in the right direction. So it's a pretty simple process and the key thing is that you're consistent with it uh, five days a week. All right, let's go to another question. This is our friends from Canada. Is there an extra charge to ship? It depends on, you know, how big the package is, where it's going in Canada. My suggestion would be to contact my customer service folks at the web store, hello at drsamburn.com, and uh, they're really good at responding. They can give you the calculation of the shipping before they ship it so you can make a decision. I'm looking for international fulfillment houses as we speak, one in Canada, one in Australia, one in Europe, because I know what it's like to get things across the, uh, you know, the border and we want to circumvent the customs. So we're looking into that right now so we can get these products to you. So another question, are the red glasses, red lens glasses? I have Maui Jim sunglasses with a red orange tint. No, that's not going to be the same thing because this is not orange. This is not a red orange. This is a very specifically calculated red lens that is as close as it can be is mirroring the study that Dr. Jeffries used in his lab. And so when you get into orange or red orange, you're not specifically using the red frequency to gain the benefit. So it's, it's a different, it's a different animal. What is the proton you suggest with color therapy with all the colors of the spectrum? How often and how long to wear each color lens? Well, I like to do the rainbow method. So I have all the main visible colors, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, that are laid out. I put the red on. I'm again looking towards a light source. It doesn't need to be a bright light source. And you ask yourself, what do I see? What do I feel? You spend two minutes with the color. Breathe it in. Take it in. You take it off, then use the next color, orange. Same thing. Two minutes. Ask yourself what you see, what you feel. Go through the all the colors. After you're done with the seven or eight colors you're doing, then do my exercise, the palm hum. So you rub your hands together, cup them over your eyes, your eyes are closed. On an exhale, you, on an inhale, you breathe in through the nose, on the exhale, you do a humming sound. Mouth is closed and you do about 10 of those and you're done. One of the things you're gonna notice if you do this every day for, for a month, is that your peripheral vision is gonna get better, your eyes are gonna feel more relaxed, and you are gonna occupy your eyes very, very differently. Color therapy is a very potent treatment. It's been used for thousands of years. The Greeks, the Romans um, have used color therapy. It's very potent, especially through the eyes. Remember, 
The eyes are the only part of the brain that don't sit in the cranial vault. Cranial vault, the skull where our brain is, the eyes are the only part that, that are exposed. So when you apply light and color, it's going to have a very strong impact on your brain, your neurochemicals, your nervous system, your um, endocrine system. So the color therapy is very potent, but like everything, you have to be consistent with it. All right, another question. Can the 5% MSM be used on pets? The answer to that is yes. However, you need to be kind of careful with your pet about how socially defensive they are about eye drops. Have they ever used eye drops? The way I like to start it is I'll take a nice soft cloth, wet it, put a couple of the drops on the, um, on the cloth and see if I can get it close to the pet's eyes, maybe patting the eye or placing it over the eyes just to see, get them used to it. Sometimes they'll even put that on their bed where they sleep so they can get used to the MSM because as you know, they have their senses are a lot more <laughs> vibrant and alive than ours, I, ours. Our senses, especially the sense of smell. And so if you pass all those tests and you can get a drop in the corner of their eyes, yes, it can be helpful to them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to head out. I want to thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Keep asking your questions. Again, you can email me at hello at drsamburn.com. You can also text me at 1-844-932-1291. 1-844-932-1291. Check out my website and newsletter for upcoming events. And otherwise, have a great evening, and we'll see you down the road. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.